Hello, I'm Alex Rubens. And I'm Nick Robinson. And this is Taking Turns. It's a, a radio show about video games and stuff. Yes, it is. And we're coming at you with a, with a full-length app this time around. Full-length. Forget the holidays. Yeah, we got no holidays to hide behind here. Yeah, get that cheer out of here. We are grumpy-ass dudes today. Whoa, really? Nope. You should have warned me before we... I, I can do that. I can be a grumpy... A grumpy guy. Just find be... me like a negative adjective and we'll put it in front of the word gamer and then we can make a YouTube channel about it. That could be our whole shtick. Grumpy. We're the grumpy game gaming grumps boys. Yeah. Grumpy boys. Yeah. I'm feeling it. It's like the good cop, bad cop of Let's Plays. Yes. Bad cop, sad cop. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. Uh, that's actually, yeah, that sounds like a good name for a YouTube channel. And it's very... Uh, it, it solves a problem that I have on my YouTube channel, which is that uh, bad cop, sad cop, I think almost anybody can spell. Yeah. But Babylonian is a 10-letter word, and I didn't factor that in when I decided to build, like, my entire empire, my entire internet empire around this huge, unspellable proper noun that actually has no bearing on my life. Yeah, and they could just type sad bad cop, and likely... It would still go to the right yeah, place. Yeah, that's short. You could fit it on like a vanity license plate, maybe in Dude, some states. That'd be pretty cool. And is it too late to change the name of our show? Can we get Alex to draw us up a new logo? Yeah. Dude, that would actually be a great license plate is you just get uh, like the police department vanity plate and just have yeah. to say sad bad. It's easy. It's like I think it's an extra five bucks if you want to get uh, the police department official vanity plate. I think that costs extra. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually so I have to get a new car, and my registration is up obviously at the same time. And I actually was messing around with the Washington State license plate generator, and uh, found that there's a whole breadth of possibilities that are wide open. Young yeah. God with a, with a U. That's available. Oh shit. Trap Lord. Okay. There are like, I, I mean, that's not something I really want on my license plate. Realistically, I why think not? I might, I think I might get confused. And it might put me in some dangerous situations. Maybe. But I didn't know what that meant realistically until I urban dictionaryed it after uh, I saw that it was available. Can I ask what type of car were you thinking about putting the trap lord license plate on? A Kia Rio. Okay. No, that's not at all true. But that would be way cooler. <laughs> what? Okay. It didn't, I didn't, I don't have a car chosen yet, okay, but I just knew that no matter what it was, it's going to be Trap Lord. Yeah. Uh, what, what, so are you going to let the license plate inform the, the car selection at all? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I could. I think I'd have to get like a Maserati or something for that to work. Right. Mm hmm. You could. Yeah. But then what would the license plate be? Just like. I love the idea oh, no, of coming okay. I up see, with, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. tailoring your license plate to your car, I think, is a very strong look. Yeah. Okay. I think mm -hmm. when I was, like, 12 or 13, I decided I was going to get a yellow Volkswagen New Beetle with the license plate Pikachu. I did not oh. follow through on that plan. <laughs> you should have, though. I know, I missed my shot. You would have been Reddit famous for, like, 12 minutes and yep, then look, been like, I regret this entire decision. Look at this car I saved up all my money to buy because I decided to do it when I was 12. <laughs> when you couldn't even drive it. Nope. Yeah. Uh, um, but vanity license plates are pretty good. They and are. we should actually start a YouTube channel called Sad Bad Cop, and we should probably go register that right now. I feel like the... we would we'd get tired of the question, which one of you is the sad cop and which one of you is the bad cop? But the real answer is that we're both just yeah. bad, sad cops. Yes, bad and sad. We really got to go, like, immediately after this show and just lock down every single social media profile for these names. Oh, and every so derivation thereof. Bad cop, sad cop, sad cop, bad cop, bad cop, sad cop, bad sad cop, sad bad cop. It's too bad we don't have, like, a domain registry sponsor because this is going to be expensive. Shit. Yeah, this is going to cost some money. We'll just have to get some dot .biz yeah. Badsadcop.biz. Wait, dude, .cop? Is there a .cop? I was domain? just going to say, I'm sure we could get uh, badsad.cop. <laughs> .cop. You got to make sure that you don't register that domain over the phone, though, or you might end up with a very different four letter URL extension that is usually reserved for pornography. True. You do not want badsad. You want badsadcop with a hard P. Yes. Uh, but you don't I... want hard P as your domain. No, no. Hardp.cop. Hard yeah, that'd be bad. Though you could get drugs.cop. That would be pretty funny. Drugs.cop. That's the new Silk Road 3.0. Yeah. It's drugs.cop. They like will never it. suspect it. It's a, it's like ironic. It's like when a when a huge dude's nickname is Tiny, you know? Yeah. It's one of those good ironic 
ironic comedy URLs. Yeah. Oh, um, that's so good. It is good. Man, I, I really hope we remember to do this before Wednesday, because otherwise... So, I don't know. This could all be our. This could all crumble in front of our eyes. We're going to be kicking ourselves for this for years if we don't. If we don't hop on it. Yeah. You know in what else meantime, is a, a really great uh, vanity license plate? Huh. Danganronpa. Yeah. They, is, is that, is that I think thing? so. In in North Carolina, you're limited to eight. That's what it is. Characters. Here too. Uh, I think California gets nine, maybe, but I, I could be. Yeah, it it really does vary from state you to get state. Get everything. So I would have to do um, genocide. Whoa! Which makes sense in the context of Danganronpa, but might not be a good look when you're driving around rural North Carolina. Um, I was just trying to think of any eight-letter name from from Danganronpa. Well, There's got to well, be a better. How about example. you tell me about this game in the meantime? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Danganronpa is a game that came out actually earlier this year. It is a uh, visual novel. Uh, for the PlayStation Vita. It's not a dating sim, at least not as far as I can tell. Um, and it's yet. a game I've kept myself very much in the dark about because it's a, it's a mystery. Um, and essentially, the the premise is um, there are... Are there 15? I think there's 15 students um, who all get invited to this really prestigious um, high school. Um, okay. It's, like, super well-known. Anyone who goes there, it's said that they can go on and just become whatever they want when they graduate. Like, it's just a complete golden ticket to the perfect life. Um, and all these students, except for one of them, um, the one you're playing as, all these students have, like, something that they're insanely proficient at. You've got, like, the best baseball player in the world. Uh, there's a girl who's the number one coder uh, on the planet. You've got just, like, all these kids who are... Um, fantastic at what they do there's a girl who's famous for gambling she's like made a fortune on gambling um each of them has like a a thing that they're known for and the premise of the game is that essentially all 15 of these kids are locked in a school together and um the short version is they end up having to murder each other um the the slightly less short version is that um the only they're locked in this school with no way out and the only way to escape is to kill another student and um then there's a trial where all the students are brought together and they have to decide as a group who murdered this, whoever died. Like, who murdered the dead student? Um, if they get it right, then this, the murderer who's found guilty gets executed. If they get it wrong, everyone but the murderer gets killed and the murderer gets to go free. Interesting. It's it's horrifying. It is, like, so dark. And um, even, like, in just the first couple hours, I, I have no idea how far I am in, like, four or five hours, but, like... Every character in the game so far has been really interesting and very distinct. I feel like when it's a game, like a, a Japanese uh, story-driven game with a huge cast, I feel like so many times that's a recipe for not being able to keep the characters straight. But almost immediately, like, they're so different from each other, so distinct. They're The localization, I think, is actually really, really good for the most part. All the characters have really distinct voices and attitudes um but also it like really interesting characters are just dropping like flies like people are just dying left and right and it's <laughs> like i was like oh I, I really liked that that girl i wanted to get to know her better but oops she got murdered or like so and so got uh acquitted for murder and was found guilty and is now dead so i can't hang out with them either like it's there's a really palpable sense of uh, of tension to it um if you're a fan of phoenix Wright, actually it's a weird point of reference but the actual gameplay is uh like the actual trial gameplay which is kind of all the stuff that's not conversation is uh sort of cross-examination-y and finding evidence and stuff like that if you like phoenix right i think that this is better actually wow um that's yeah. a pretty big claim especially I, for people who love their ds games i do too and i've, I've played maybe four phoenix right games at this point um but I always found the logic to be a little bit wobbly in them. Yeah, I would be like, I was be like, I solved this in my head five minutes ago, and I'm trying to find which line in this person's alibi doesn't make sense. There. And yeah. there's like, yeah, exactly. And there's like six of them that are all equally vague. Uh, and this game has very little of that. Like everything, both uh, from the the murder mysteries themselves to the overall. Uh, narrative setting of like why they're trapped in the school. Uh, every character says what you're thinking. Like every character, there there are very few plot holes that are just like glaring. It's it's remarkably uh, realistic, and the way people react to to the situations is really good. And it's also like uh, just continually surprising. Um, Interesting. And it's also only on the Vita. Was it made by a well-known developer? Or um, 
actually it's i've is part of my like blackout on this game i don't know a ton about the backstory because i'm just terrified of getting anything spoiled yeah um but it's i i know that it uh was a was really pop it was popularized from a uh playthrough on the something awful forums i think there was a let's okay. play there that uh, kind of got it most of its attention yeah and then from there uh, a studio called nis um chose to localize it and bring it to oh, america yeah. um they also brought the sequel over also in 2014 so both Danganronpa and oh, Danganronpa wow. 2 were released in the United States in 2014 but um I feel like with these visual novel games I always come into them with really high hopes I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna play through this whole thing and talk to every character and then I yeah. get into them and it becomes a situation of just like uh, I just want to get through the story Give I don't want to story yeah. yeah like it, it's just like all these things are just roadblocks to the actual meat of the game that I want to get to this game it's not that way at all I want to talk to everyone as much as I possibly can and I'm feeling really driven to to see it through to the end. It's it's awesome. I I'd recommend it to basically anyone. Yeah, that that sounds really cool. It's a, you can download it on the Vita. It's yeah, not that's, just a retail that's, thing. It, yeah, that's right. I it was kind of shockingly expensive still. I think it was like mm. thirty five or forty bucks. Oh. There was a there was a sale. I swear to God, like in July or August of this year, and it was before I had a Vita, um, but it was on sale for like ten bucks or something, and I totally missed that opportunity, but. At the same, like, by the same token, I feel like I don't buy a lot of games at, at full retail price, so when yeah. I do, I'm glad that it's something that, um, by, like, by all accounts, nobody thought would get localized and brought to America. Like, if I'm gonna pay 35 bucks for a portable game, I would like for it to be one that I'm, like, supporting, like, hey, bring more weird Japanese shit to America, please. Yeah. Um. How do you, uh, how do you spell this game? Just for that, people I, listening at home. <laughs> I actually found out I've been spelling it wrong for about a week. <laughs> Um, it's D A N G A N R O N P A, all one word. That I is think. about the opposite of how I spelled it. Yep, I was like Dangan space. Ro- I was calling it Rompa R O M P A. Wow. Yeah, I, I pretty much spelled it Wampa with the R. I, I have trouble with in Japanese. They'll do the N followed by a P, which we don't do very often. No. I get confused about the spelling of senpai a lot for that very reason. Oh uh, yeah. Just. Yeah, weeboo problems, but um, I yeah, Danganronpa is cool as hell. Well, it sounds really cool. Yeah, I, I if you like if you've ever enjoyed I think any sort of VN game, um, this has some of my favorite characters I've ever seen. It's like approaching and maybe surpassing my love for the Persona forecast. It's that's a bold claim. Uh, yeah, I'm making bold claims left and right <laughs> this week apparently. Um, but yeah, do you have a do you have a Vita? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have a Vita. I'm uh, currently playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time on it. Oh right, yeah. Uh, it's it's nice. I do. I am a little bit jealous that I don't have the new one because it has a bigger back touchpad. Correct? Oh, does it really? So or I never it's had either it bigger a... or smaller. I don't <laughs> know, but my hands are giant, and I always touch it on accident anyway. So I was hoping hmm. that if it was bigger, it meant the gripping maybe was a little bit better. I don't know. I haven't noticed. I, so I didn't have an original Vita, but I imported this really gorgeous, like, baby blue and white one from Japan um, last month. So I have a Vita 2000, like, the second model. Yeah. Um, it's the prettiest thing I own, or at least it was until a week ago. I threw it in my backpack without protection and pulled it out earlier this week and realized that I just scratched the shit out of the screen in two separate places. Dang it, man. I haven't told you which case to buy. I know. It... Uh... <laughs> It's, like, recorded. There's evidence that you did that, and I still... I messed up. You'll learn it's, one day. I guess. <laughs> I don't, maybe I'll just buy a Vita TV. Did don't I, do may- it. Don't? No. That thing... Apparently... Apparently. Now, I don't have one. This is all third-party, you know, relayed information. But I've watched mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. A lot of games are incompatible, but mm. you can't tell until after you download them. Which seems very silly when... You have to use Vita's, you know, 32 gig memory cards. You sit there, you download a one gig game, two gig game, and then mm-hmm. find out you can't even play it. Uh, and then, it, still weird is that it still uses the exact. It's basically a Vita connected to your TV. Like totally. it still uses the terrible save management system. Right. Which, if you don't know, anytime you delete a game on your Vita, it deletes your save too. You can't separate those Fuck, out. Fuck, really? Yep. So have fun holy with that. shit. Thanks. So you're on some iPhone type shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird, uh, and I kind of wish they had solved the problems with that. I mean, so, there's things that you can do with it. Like I have a friend who's playing Freedom Wars on it, uh, and who knows? There's there's use cases for it, but I don't think yeah. it is a end all be all replacement for the Vita. Huh. Uh, That's good to know. I, yeah. 
Yeah, that's... It's weird. Like, I watched my friend set his up, and just the whole boot-up thing and the song that plays when you set up your Vita and all that, it really seems like that machine thinks it's a Vita. Like, it doesn't know <laughs> that it's not a Vita. Yeah. And everything about the... Pro- and I feel like that's probably what's happening, where, like, you buy a game, you download it, and it doesn't realize until the moment that it tries to boot up that it doesn't have, like, a touchscreen, and it's yeah. totally necessary for this game. Well, and um, it's interesting, too, because they uh, actually, like, maybe a year ago, updated the Vita to allow you to control the menus with the buttons, because before that, it was touch-only controls. No way, really? So, theoretically, if they had put out the Vita TV maybe a year ago, uh, six months ago, whenever they, that update came out, the Vita would not have been able to control the Damn, Vita. Damn, I had no idea about that. It's weird, like, coming into a system a couple years after it, it was released initially, because I'm, like, I'm learning all these second-hand horrible tales of, like, the way the UI used to be nightmarish and, and yeah. all that stuff. That I actually don't... I remember people kind of complaining a lot about the the overall user interface of the vita but mm. coming into it now it's actually kind of dig it in a weird way i yeah, definitely if you like, like coke freestyle machines you'll like the vita <laughs> yes fans of the genre yeah. of bubble menus will be very fond of it exactly I, I guess i am um that same sort of thing is happening with me with the xbox one right now actually because oh yeah yeah so i just picked up an xbox one mm. with the sunset overdrive bundle and i've just been having like major problems with it like can't launch snap uh, it just like sits there for a minute and then it's like, oh yeah, sorry, we couldn't do this. It's like, well, how do I get to messages or like settings can't open settings just fails to open. You know, I can't sign into my profile, which means I can't play any games. And it was like really weird to where I was like, did I get a bunk Xbox one? And so I finally tweeted about it and I was like, man, I think I got a bad Xbox one. I'm going to have to go return it. And like three people were like, oh no, just reset it. That happens all the time. Yeah, it's just a nightmare system. So wait, is that the bundle? There's no no connect in it. Yes, I got the connectless white Xbox One. Cool. That's the two things that you want out of an Xbox One. Yes, it is. Uh, it's very pretty, uh, and I actually I find myself using it a lot now. Uh, maybe just because of uh, the quick boot, where uh, as my PS4, I pretty much always turn it all the way off, so it takes mm. a little while to boot up. Um, gotcha. But who knows? Um, and I, and part of what you've been using it for, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is, uh, is a little bit of waiting around trying to get in Halo matches, right? Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it's been something that you and me both have been, uh, we've been talking about playing Halo with each other for, you know, (laughs) since before the game even came out. Literally, since before this podcast started. Yeah. That was like three weeks before the game came out, which means what? (sighs) Mid-October? Yeah. Yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah, the patch is now. We'll play when it's up. And then it's up, and now there's been seven other patches. And uh, I finally got a new game, Oh, which is pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, You know, I wasn't sure because the menu actually loaded up three different menus while searching for a thing and was just overlaying them on top of each other. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and wait to see if it puts me in a game. And uh, it finally did. It was really cool. And I got to see uh, old Halo 2 map, Zanzibar. I'm pretty sure that was Halo 2. Uh, and, you know, play some Lockout and just get a feel for, you know, all of the... I, I've mainly been playing the Halo 2 anniversary, like, remastered maps. Um, and it's pretty it's pretty neat. It's, it's definitely weird, though, because another game I've been playing a lot of is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, which has super fast, fluid movement, where you're bouncing everywhere, you know, boost, jump in. And Halo, there's not even sprint. Right, yeah. It actually it's weird how how slow Halo Two feels now. It feels um, really slow. It's like a little bit unsettling sometimes. And it, it, you know, I don't think it actually helps that when you first launch that game, they default to the Halo Reach controls. Yeah, which I feel is a really bad call. I don't um, really get why they did that either. And I for the longest time, I was like, I thought it was just I thought I was the weird one for wanting the games no. to control the way they originally did. And I get. I feel like I get what they were going for, which is let's just make one universal control scheme for all four games, and that way you won't get confused when we switch between them rapidly. But, but they were I, wrong. I think they were. I think yeah. they were wrong. You have to play Halo Two with pressing Y to dual wield X to pick up. It's a. Uh, it's not a thing where you're using right and left bumper. That's just silly. That's some goofy like Halo Three shit. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm not about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dumb. But yeah, so I've been playing a lot of that. It's it's perfectly fine. Uh, I think it'll be really nice once you can play with friends. I heard that's something that people are still having a lot of trouble with is actually, God. you know, staying in games. And like I was getting kicked out to the menu all the time. Uh, actually, one of the really frustrating things is that you'll wait 
load into a game, which it is not fast at, by the way. It probably takes you, you know, three or four minutes, maybe even longer than that, to actually get into a game. And you'd load in, it'd sit there and load the entire map, and then send you right back to the menu and say, game over. Jesus. And, like, you knew that the game never started because you watched the lobby fill up over those five minutes, right? <laughs> and and you just be like, okay, I guess this is faster than sitting through another five minutes. At least we have the, already have the lobby open. Um, but I just hope they get that game fixed. Me it's too. December. That game's been out for almost a month. They've got, like, a couple of weeks till Christmas. Like, it's, that's crazy. Um, and, like, it's if you look at the uh, the forums, it's just, like, I don't think I've ever seen people so vocally unhappy about a game, and rightfully so. Like, it, this is a weird thing to say, but I actually legitimately am having. I'm not sure who I feel more sorry for, whether it's the the customers or the developers as individual people. Uh, not, I mean, like, I, I feel like the, whatever horrible decision led to this, I can't imagine that it was like three four three's choice. I, it seems like just like. It seems like one of those maybe had to get it out in time for the holidays thing. All I know is that, like, it's really easy to imagine a bunch of developers uh, who are having to spend, like, 18-hour workdays in the 343 offices every single day for the past two months trying to fix this shit. Like, Yeah. Imagine... yeah I mean, it's almost like they didn't have, you know, a year and a half before that where they were doing the exact same thing that they could have done that in. Right. Well, it's, it's just, like, it some... It's, I it's know what so you're weird. saying, though. Like, like the way game development crunched, works, they shift a game, they ship yeah. a game, and then they are ready to celebrate and you know take a break, as a lot of game developers do. You know, they ship yeah. a game and then they take a month off, and then instead they're sitting there crunching again for two more yep. months trying to fix something that just inexplicably does not work. Totally. And the distinction for me, like, I think when you say like they. Like, I think yes, yeah. they <laughs> fucked up. Like, they as an entity... Is as a, 300 as a, people. As minimum. a company, yeah. they fucked up. But as individual people who, like, I'm guessing probably haven't seen, like, their spouses or kids in since the game launched. Like, yeah. they... As, as shitty as it is for the audience, and it's super shitty for the audience, like, it's gotta fucking suck for them. Like, imagine banging your head against a problem and you, everyone who's a fan of you is screaming at you why are you fixing this and you're doing everything you can to fix it over the course of two months and nothing's changing and it's still fucked no matter what you do like what a actual nightmare to live through that must be yeah and i mean they're and they're working on it right they've been spending this whole time just trying to get the basic game working and now they get it working somewhat but even then it's still it's still not what was promised right no definitely not and it's it's weird. Like any time that they haven't spent working on it, they've spent telling everyone that they're working on it. Um, it's 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 a complete clusterfuck. Like kind of an unprecedented clusterfuck. I, I don't think I've ever seen a launch this horrible. Because like it was such a it to me felt like such a easy home run. Right? We were all like, yeah. oh yeah, just fuck it. Like I'm oh, I'm yeah. easy. Just put Halo Two on a disc and sell it to me again ten years later, and I'll be happy. Just don't fuck that up. And this like, is this is what I bought an Xbox One for. Dude, yeah. Like, I, I it was that exact that thing. Way. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably what this whole holiday season is going to be, is people buying it, and, like, it's not discounted at all. It, that game's still $60, which, realistically, you wouldn't expect them to discount it. They'll fix it eventually. But, like, people are going to spend $60. People are going to go out Black Friday shopping and be really stoked to get home and play that game, only to have it not work. It's almost at the point where it's like, is it even... <sighs> I feel weird about that game being sold on store shelves right now, as yeah. broken as it is. Like, I think that the some sort of, like, the Better Business Bureau needs to come through and be like, you need to put, like, a big yellow sticker on every copy of this game. Just as, like, yo, by the way, we haven't figured out how to make the game work yet, so just know that. Before you put, like, $64 down on buying this plus tax, yeah. you should know that the product doesn't work at all. It's I mean, almost it, like, uh, you know, how a lot of websites, you know, e-retailers will say, order now to get it before Christmas. Right. They should just put a sticker on this. It's like, we hope it works before Christmas, but yeah. like, no promises. You can return it if not. You're not allowed to get two-day shipping because realistically this game is not going to work any better four hours from now or 48 hours from now than it is right now. Yeah, they're like, just hey, just take the super saver, sh super saver shipping. We'll give you a dollar towards book credits. Yep. It's not going to matter. <laughs> I just want it to work. Like, and... <laughs> As part of okay, I'm a little relieved that the local multiplayer seems to work okay. Yes, like yes. I'm about to go home for the holidays, <clears throat> and all I want to do is play Halo Two local with my friends from middle and high school, and play Smash Brothers with my little brothers. And 
as long as I can do those two things, I'm going to be mostly happy, but, but man, for people who aren't in a position to play local multiplayer, and I think a lot of people have transitioned completely to online multiplayer, it's, yeah. uh, it's a really bad look. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's such a bummer. Like we said, I think we even said this a couple weeks ago, if they can get it fixed by Christmas, the time that college students come home from Christmas, which, heads up, is starting this week. Right. My last day of class is Thursday. Uh, then they'll be fine, and people will forget about it, and the average 18-year-old won't care. But if they can't, oh, that's going to be bad. So, man. Yeah. It's just a, it is a, like, it is a sad situation for literally everyone involved. There's yes, nobody yes. In, who is even remotely affected by this who isn't like, fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. Huge bummer. It's, uh, it's pretty lame. But, uh, How was the ma- but the match you got to play was like was good, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. It I mean, it's, it's pretty. I got to you know shoot a lot of dudes. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, it's Halo too, so it was, it was really good. Uh, and you know, it brought me a ton of nist- nostalgia, which I think is worth sixty dollars uh, if you can get it to work. Uh, it definitely had mm. me thinking about you know sort of reuniting some of my uh, old middle school and high school friends, like you said, just for. You know, a really big LAN party uh, just to play some Halo 2 multiplayer. Hell yeah. And the match you played was Anniversary, right? Yes. I've only <clears throat> played Anniversary because that's the one that I had the most luck getting into. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean that's the only one I could actually get a match for. Right. Uh, so I just so sort the, of stuck with that. The one you had any luck with yes. at all. Yeah. And um, uh, it's, So, it's, so it's, there are, like, th- there's some weird changes in Anniversary. Specifically, uh, the loadouts... Did the, did the match you play have loadouts at all? So, no. So, I think if you... But I think that depends on the game mode, too. Okay. Because uh, it depends... I've, I've definitely played some games that have that loadout situation, uh-huh. but not all of them did. Uh, when I got into one about a week ago uh, on Lockout, there was loadouts, but it was a Team BR, uh, Team Slayer BRs, so the only loadout was a battle rifle, um, and it just seems silly to even suggest that. It's like, yeah, yeah if, it's, if you're just starting with one thing, why does it matter? Right. Uh, but the, since everything I've played since then doesn't have that, unless they just made it not pop up right away. Uh, and I, you know, I don't go digging through the menus when I'm in Halo Two because I'm right. sitting there like, holy shit, this is Halo Two, and it looks right. gorgeous. There's some other little things, too, that, like, kind of threw me, though. I remember uh, when they first... Uh, there was, like, a preview event for it, and they demoed Zanzibar. And <clears throat> there were two weird things. Uh, one, there's a mongoose. Mongoose? Yes, Mongooses, with guns. Which, yeah. So I was freaking out, because I was like, oh, my God, these mongoose have guns on them. But uh, what somebody in the comments pointed out when I did my big Halo 2 anniversary preview, they were like, dude, there weren't mongooses in Halo yeah. 2. That was a Halo 3 thing. Yeah. Which, it all kind of runs together for me at a certain point, but, like, yeah. it's, I wonder, and I, I never got a straight answer from them um, about what engine it is. I, I was asking, like, is this the Halo 2 code running under here? Is it, like, the single player? Oh, yeah. Or is it Halo 5's engine? And all they would say to me is, it's a hybrid engine. So it's Halo uh, 5 with... <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, right. The they were yeah. like, we worked really hard to emulate the feel and the way the grenades throw and the motion and the movement, but it's a hybrid engine. And I'm like, okay. I don't totally know what that means, but that's better than no answer. Realistically, that could mean that those six maps that they redid are running on the Halo 5 engine. I think so. And then the other ones are running on the Halo 2 engine. Right. Well, all those Halo... I mean... I mean, it's always running the Halo 2 engine. They they probably mean hybrid because Halo 2... Like, they're not mapping old Halo 2 graphics into the Halo 5 engine. So I can understand why that would be a confusing answer. Um, I mean, it's weird because... I know with the single player, they're always running Halo 2 in the background. Yes. You can press the yeah. button to switch between the two. But Halo Anniversary is actually a different... My understanding is that Halo 2 Anniversary, the multiplayer, is a totally separate beast. It's not reskinned Halo. It's, like, rebuilt from the ground up. Because, like, yeah. you, I don't think you could, like... It's it's not like they went into the Halo 2 code and added mongooses and all that stuff. Because that would be crazy. It's, it's a modern Halo game... Uh, tr- sort of re-skinned and repurposed to feel like Halo 2. It's not quite what they did with Reach, right? Where they did, like, Halo 1 mode in Reach, and it was, like, kind of shitty. It's, it's more involved in that, but it's... It's basically that they rebuilt Halo 2 using yes. modern tools. Exactly. Uh, and that's why the Forge mode stuff works in there, right? Um, but I... 
Correct me. I actually don't know because I haven't. The game doesn't fucking work. But um, do you know if you can play? There's the six anniversary maps, right? Yeah. Can you play Halo Two Anniversary multiplayer on the old janky polygonal Halo Two maps? I don't. My underst- My for some reason so, I feel like you cannot. What? Do you, sorry. Re- repeat the question. So maybe? new Halo Two with the yes. pretty graphics and yes. the, all that stuff. Can you play that game mode on old Halo 2 maps, or can you only choose from the six, like, pretty remastered ones? It's only, so, well, at least the way that I was playing, it's in a playlist, so it's just rotating between the six. Uh, You can go to, I think it's called, like, Halo 2 Classic. Yes, and that's... Which rotates between all the other ones, plus these... It might just be all the old old ones, yeah. It's just the old ones. Halo 2 Classic is the reason that I am, like, buying the Master Chief Collection, um, because that game is... There's no loadouts, no mongooses with turrets on them, nothing yeah. weird. It is, like, pure, completely... It is exactly Halo 2 as you remember it, but 1080p, 60 frames a second. And yeah. that's you that's st- what sold me a copy of the game. And you still get maps like Lockout and Zanzibar just in their low-res version. I yes, you get the original version of all those maps, plus every DLC map, plus every map from Halo 2 Vista. Watch. <laughs> Because, you know, people were clamoring oh, for yeah. those Halo 2 Vista maps. The right? highly revered, yeah. I know in the MLG community, that's the only maps they play on. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I hope they fix that game soon. Me too. Uh, you know, that it's fully playable because, it, you know, it's an interesting package. It's something sure. that had never really been done before. And it's super freaking cool. So, I hope they fix it. Uh, but, in the meantime, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to leave you with Cloud City by Sweater Beats.
Welcome back. That was Cloud City by Sweater Beats. And Nick, want to tell me what you've been playing? I would love to. Cool. Um, I am going for a uh, a PlayStation Vita double double header today. Ooh. That's a sports that's a sports term, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Is that a sports hot reference. baseball? Baseball? You know, it's it's any sport where you play two games back to back. Okay. I th- so it's when you got the bases loaded with two guys on each plate and you get a slam dunk. That's a double header, right? Nailed it. Perfect. Um, so I am gonna. I've been playing um, Binding of Isaac Rebirth um, in in large part because like I've always admired that game. I never really got into the first one. I played it a little bit, but I was always like big Spelunky fan. I've been playing Spelunky pretty much nonstop for the past five or six years, and I am trying to take that and like pivot on a new thing. So I'm always trying new roguelike thingies. Um, like Tower of Guns was on sale during the Steam sale. I grabbed that. I'm just always grabbing them. But I, I see a lot of people who I really respect uh, have a great time with Binding of Isaac. So I'm like, this is going to be the time I get into it. And they were actually giving it away for free on PlayStation Plus uh, last month in November. Huh. Um, so I got the Vita version and I think PS3 and 4. I'm not totally sure. Um, but I've just been playing it on the Vita in bed. And it's like, I'm start- I had like kind of my breakthrough moment today of like, I had a run that went incredibly i got all these different weird items and they all interact in all these ways like uh, that game has variety that i think some roguelikes don't necessarily i think spelunky is amazing and the environment's different every time and the challenges that you have to surmount always change but in this like the levels are pretty pretty static or pretty relatively flat um it's the variety comes in the form of like you'll get a weird item that makes it so you're you're weapons are all charge weapons all of a sudden and also they shoot poison and also you can fly sometimes and like the, your character is is kind of the main source of of dynamism in it um so I'm, real really, quick yeah explain to me the basis of this game because i know absolutely nothing about oh, shit. it other than that it's from the team meat guy yes yeah it's an edmund mcmillan joint this is the remake of the game uh that incorporates a lot of the elements from the expansion pack and um and a bunch of new elements too and basically the 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 premise of binding of isaac is i think it started out as actually a flash game but it's a i it's almost a twin stick shooter but not really um you know what it's like it's like uh what's it called crash tv smash tv smash tv it's it's like a randomly generated smash tv okay um, you use uh, the left stick or left D-pad uh, to walk around, and then the right stick or uh, arrow keys on a keyboard to shoot. You can't shoot diagonally, which I think throws a lot of people off at first. Um, you can only shoot in cardinal directions, like up, down, left, or right. Um, and you move through these levels. The levels are randomly generated. The enemies you encounter will uh, vary from room to room, and the items you pick up um, can vary too. So you've got bombs, uh, keys and then a special item that gets assigned on the Vita version to your, what is it, right trigger? Okay. Um, and so sometimes that'll be like, I had one recently that made it so every two rooms of bad guys I clear, I get a free bomb. But then sometimes we'll get one where it's like, it turns you into basically Pac-Man, and all the enemies turn blue, and you have to eat them uh, really quickly before they like blink and then turn back to normal. Um, there's just There's so many things like that in there. Um, and everything interacts in these very meaningful ways. You see really weird combos start to emerge. I've been watching um, Northern Lion uh, play a little bit of it on Twitch and on YouTube, and his in-depth knowledge of some of the tricky item combos in there is is both impressive and uh, terrifying. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's essentially a twin-stick shooter with simultaneously really cute and really disgusting aesthetics, um, and this version of it is, is uh, actually like all pixel art. Okay. So the original game looked very that it's got that smooth flash game art style with lots of like yeah. vector art. Uh, this is more like it's it's actually because the project started out as being a 3DS game and wound up coming to almost every system except the 3DS. But it started it's like about what 400 ish pixels wide natively, but it's stretched oh, wow. to, to 1080. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's cool. It's it's really cool looking. Um, it's kind of a good entry point for me as someone who never loved Binding of Isaac before. Uh, just that game makes so it's like so many games i think uh there are a lot of games that just happen to be great fits for the vita uh for like playing in bed before you go to sleep and uh like every other roguelike on the vita like spelunky and like rogue legacy um this is just such a good fit of like i'll just play a real quick round of that because i saw my vita across the room and i'm just gonna grab it and spend like 13 minutes on the couch yeah um, for for me that game was 100 percent hotline miami which oh, i'd already yeah. i'd already beaten on pc 
uh, or at least gotten close to the end. Uh, I don't remember if I actually did. And then uh, it came out for Vita, and I was like, well, I guess I'll take a look. And uh-huh. then ended up playing way too much of that game. Did you uh, beat it on Vita? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that is, uh, I think, having those sticks, which uh, actually, so most of the time, I very much dislike those sticks. Uh, huh. When I played it on PC, I actually played it with a 360 controller. Uh, but 90% of the time, I don't like the Vita sticks, uh, but it's because whenever I'm actually trying to use the sticks, I'm trying to use it for something, you know, intensive, like remote playing a first-person shooter or something like that. Uh, And so I actually found them to be the perfect throw and perfect fit for a game like Hotline Miami. And uh, I think that is the way to experience that that game. Dude, I kind of want to go back and get it, because I... Hollow Miami is for me one of those games that I'm always in the mood to play. Yeah, like, that core gameplay is just so just damn feeling solid. real murderous. Yeah, sometimes you, you <laughs> get that you get that murderous itch, and I actually I totally feel you on the sticks being um, surprisingly good fits for some games and surprisingly bad yeah. fits for others. When I got my Vita, the only game I had was a copy of Killzone Mercenary that's lying Ooh, around. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you can play it on there, but like. It's not a great game, but it's also not a great way to play that game. Right, like, yeah. You know, it, it, you can only go so far with a game when the system really isn't the best fit for it. Totally. And that's kind of how I felt playing Killzone. But I'm excited to hear that it's a, a good fit for Hotline. And it's funny, I played through that game primarily with a 360 controller too the first time around. Yeah. Um, and my, my understanding from uh, talking to people and looking on the internet is that that is complete blasphemy and we are bad people for not really? using the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, people like swear by the keyboard and mouse for Hotline. That people are weird. People are weird. Yeah. I, I really grew to like. It's a little awkward at first, like locking on with clicking the stick down and stuff like that. Yeah, but you get used to. It. So you can't. Can you click? You can't click the Vitas. No. Has- so you use the left and right trigger, I believe. Uh, you huh, actually okay. like use. Uh, let's see. It's man. It's been probably close to a year since I've played that game on the Vita. But I, I believe that you use. What. Oh, wait, no. Left and right trigger might even be aiming. But I know that you can use uh, the touchscreen to move around and pretty much see uh, the entire level. Oh, And fuck. then you tap to lock on, and uh, which which just allows for really good fidelity, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I actually I, I had a weird issue with the, um, the 360 controller thing, which was there's a button you can hold down to um, look, t- like, twice as far. To, you know what I mean? Like, to kind of yeah, extend yeah. your view. And that was always really awkward with an Xbox controller. Yeah. Um, but the idea of using the touchscreen for that actually seems pretty elegant. Just, like, put your thumb on there and slide it around real quick to get some situational awareness. Yeah, it was really neat. I uh, awesome. I definitely... Dang it. Now I'm going to play Hotline Miami tonight. <laughs> That's all, awesome. Dude, I... I, I don't the, know why I'm complaining, though. Like, My... Man, where the fuck is, is Hotline Miami 2, by the way? I, I mean, I know, like, I don't want to rush... I don't want to rush art. I don't want to rush perfection. But, like, for the longest time, they were saying, you know, yeah, it'll be uh, quarter two, quarter three, 20, 2014. And now it's December 1st, and it's nowhere to be seen. Um, I think they're showing it off at the PlayStation Experience, maybe. Okay. Um, but they had it at PAX. They totally time. did. And uh, I talked to a dude there who's like, yeah, I've played this game at uh, the past two PAXs. Yeah. They um, also they also had their uh, like artist maybe I think there uh, and they were selling T-shirts with their key art on it which uh, basically huh. was uh, like all of the masks in the game so it's like basically like one dude standing there with just all the masks sort of building out as if they were ballooning from behind him and mm. uh, I saw some kid be like oh that's really great art who drew that and he's like oh I I drew that I'm the artist and they were like oh well it's really great you know like awesome I totally want to you know wear this on my chest with a shirt. The guy was like, oh, I do wear it on my chest. And the developer lifts up his shirt and has it tattooed on his chest. What the f- Wow! His own art with a t-shirt. And I was just sitting there watching this like, this is the greatest PAX moment of my entire life. Holy shit. He was waiting. I wonder how many times a day at PAX he like waits to get set up for that punchline. Right? Like, that's so- that, the wording is so perfect. It's like, unreal. It was awesome. And like, it filled up his entire chest. It was like a serious commitment. That's amazing to being able to say that. Yeah, that, you also really have to like your art, for sure, to do that. It requires a certain amount of confidence, and I feel like all the artists I know hate looking at anything that they did <laughs> right. more than a month ago. 
but I guess this dude does not have that hang up, so good on him, I guess. Either that or he's already covered it up and was like, immediately after PAX, is like, well, that was fun. Well, the reason it's so right. big is because he does that every two months with his favorite <laughs> yeah. piece of art at the time, and he just keeps covering it and has to keep growing and growing. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, it's, it, it's a fun time to be a, a Vita owner, man. I, I, like, I feel like I came in at just the right time where it's like, oh, I could go play through Hotline again. I never played Gravity Rush. I never really played Dude, that, that, uh, that media... What's that media molecule game that people play so much? Yeah, I didn't give that... I played that for like an hour a while ago, but now I could finally really give it a fair shake. Yeah, uh, I think I picked up Tearaway on sale uh, a little while ago, and I don't hmm. think I've actually had a chance to play it. Hey, uh, speaking of sales... Speaking of sales... Yeah, you know what time it is. It's Cyber Wednesday. <laughs> Cyber Wednesday. <laughs> Bookended by Cyber Tuesday and Cyber Thursday. Yeah, it's actually December. just Cyber Week, because we're so Cyber cyberpunk. It's Cyber December. Cyber December. Cyber 2015. It's cy- yes, it's Cyber Year. Yes. Every year. Every year is Cyber Year. Yeah. Uh, but the day that we're recording this, it is Cyber Monday. Yes. Uh, which uh, sets people up for all sorts of terrible 1995 jokes on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, and also occasionally provides some deals and steals. But unfortunately, it comes following Black Friday, which uh, you know is the day that after celebrating how thankful and grateful we are for things... We go out and trample people for brand new things. Uh, myself included. I mean, I went to Target. Uh, oh, shit, really? I, so, actually, uh, I mean, I'm not one of the people who, like, you know, tries to run for a TV or anything. Mm. I'm there to, like, pick up towels, you know, <laughs> maybe find a Blu-ray that I want okay. on sale. You know, I got calm I, Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, I got Godzilla. It was, uh, you know, it was pretty interesting. I haven't seen that movie yet, but it was $6. Wow. So I figure... That might be a total waste, but you know, no, it might I mean, also not be. That's like a dollar more than it would probably cost you to rent on on demand for forty eight hours. So true that, and I end up doing that on Amazon way too much. Uh, do you, Do you know what I've done before? And this should just tell you exactly how lazy I am. I have two bookcases on the side of my TV, and my Blu rays are on like the top left shelf of the far bookcase. And mm-hmm. I've straight up been in bed before, been like. Man, I oh, no. really want to watch a movie. I know where this is going. And just pulled it up on Amazon and ordered it, despite being able to see the Blu-ray case, because I'm like, well, I'd have to get up, oh. and then I'll, you know, want, you know, food or have to use the bathroom or something. And then I got to put the Blu-ray in, and then it's gonna sit there and load for ten minutes. And you know, what? is that what Blu-rays are like? They dude, load, dude. They load forever. It, they, you know, I've you never know. watched a Blu-ray. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've had like a decade to do it, but I've never, it just hasn't come up. I don't like, know never? Why. I don't think I've ever, maybe like my, I watched my roommate in college watch Planet Earth once, but I, I don't own any Blu-rays. I just, I think it might've been that I, uh, never had a PS3 and so I never had a Blu-ray player. So I was just like, eh, I'll just, I'll just get it digitally or whatever. I feel like I've just encountered a man who's never watched anything in HD before. I've I've never watched it in true HD. I've never watched it in Blu-ray. I actually, uh, like a friend of mine left me some anime Blu-rays here the other day, so those are somewhere. So in you my have mind. Blu-rays, but you've just never watched one. No, I've never put I've never put a Blu-ray into a machine before. Wow! Like, unless it was a video game. Um, this is a little bit mind blowing. Um, but yeah, they they take about ten minutes to load. It's really bad. What the fuck? How have I never heard about this? Really? Yeah, they have like unskippable previews, uh, and like all of the like FBI warnings and stuff are unskippable. You can't skip through anything, so it actually takes Jesus forever. Christ. The the newer Blu-rays are starting to get better about this, but I uh, okay. I remember I was telling someone this someone about my where I have a ton of Blu-rays. I, I have I like movies, so I like to buy them and watch them like over and over again. Uh-huh. And uh, I was telling someone about that, but I said the thing that I hate the most is the, the load time. And they said, dude, tell me about it. I worked at the Best Buy home theater department when Blu-rays first came out, and we had the demo of the Avatar Blu-ray. And they said that it had like a 12-minute startup time of unskippable things. So someone would come in and be like, oh, yeah, I want to like see your TV demo. And they'd have to sit there and like <laughs> really awkwardly just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to like turn on in a few yeah. minutes. I'm go, so Just sorry. go to go next door to TCBY and come back and it yeah, should be Yeah, make yourself now. comfortable, you know, invite the family over. That is like, that is some horrible dystopian future, like the 1984 of watching movies. The only thing more dystopian than that is not watching a Blu-ray because you're comfortable in bed, so you pay $4 to <laughs> yeah. get it on demand. That's the only thing more 
heartbreaking. Yeah. Although I guess like if you think about it, you're just paying three ninety nine to not have to watch that preview at the beginning. So that's true. That's not yeah. That bad, yeah. Sure. It, it's not. It's not the worst. Um, Although like I've, I have had moments where I like any anything that's even remotely dark. If I watch it on Amazon Instant Video, I find that it looks like some doo doo. Um, <laughs> it looks like some poop. It's just yeah. really, really pixelated, really horrible compression. I watched the season finale really? of Hannibal on there, and it was just a mess for whatever reason. Interesting. So, now, I, I really don't want to admit this to anyone, but I was trying to watch True Blood because I heard people say it was okay. It is. When I was, I, yeah. yeah. And I accidentally got it confused with Teen Wolf, the MTV show, <laughs> and I got like 10 minutes in and was like, you know, this isn't the worst thing I've ever watched. Yeah. And so I watched, like, a season of it, which is, like, a pretty <laughs> big time commitment. They're, like, hour-long sure. episodes, and there's, like, 12 or 13 episodes. Uh-huh. And that show's really dark, and I've been watching it on Amazon, and uh, I haven't noticed a ton of compression. So it might have just been... We're still talking about Teen Wolf, right? Oh, yeah. you mean dark visually, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Just dark in terms of how it was shot. Low light. There's, there's a lot of low light. Okay. Um, so maybe Hannibal... It's just bad. Maybe. I'm Maybe, just trying but to... I, no, to I, watched, I watched a lot of Hannibal on iTunes, and it looked fine. I think it was just no, like... interesting. Maybe it's my internet here, but streaming... Basically, what I've always heard is, like, the difference between streamed video and Blu-ray is is just super noticeable. Like, oh, you yeah. can't get anything comparable on demand. I'm like, ah, that sounds really nice. Maybe I'll watch a Blu-ray someday. Yeah. Anyways, Black Friday. Yeah, so I bought some Blu-rays. Okay. Um... And, I, you know, I was actually super stoked because um, this is pretty much one of my first Black Fridays where it's like, oh, yeah, I have adult money now, right? Like, I can actually buy people presents that aren't like, you know how when you're a kid and you buy someone a present and you're like, I know they won't like this, but they'll just appreciate the thought that was behind sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is like my first time. You know, actually being able to be like, I'm not just going to buy this person a ton of socks because it's all I can afford. Uh, and so I was really stoked. And then I found approximately zero deals that I felt really applied to me uh, for buying presents for other people. The only thing I even ended up buying was a webcam, which was like a week ago. So I don't even really think that counts as Black Friday. Uh-huh. And then uh, an SSD for my computer because oh, uh, the one I have in it is like laughably small to where it barely fits Windows. Like, I actually had to delete Photoshop and Premiere because it was constantly being like, yeah, you got 12 kilobytes and we can only load one Chrome Fuck. tab at a time. Are you sure it wasn't, like, are you sure it wasn't a flash drive? No, it was at an SSD. Point, at what point is an SSD not just a kind of big flash drive? You know, you just got a little bit deep there. That's, that's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> I actually thought about it. I was like, dude, this is kind of whack. I have a 64 gig USB 3.0 drive that is bigger than the SSD in this computer. Wow, you had a 30... So was it a 32 gig SSD? No, it was a, a 60. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. It was uh, it was pretty raw. Uh, so I got a 240 for $86. Cool. I actually, weirdly, I bought an SSD today also. Oh. I got a... I think it's like a 256. Because um, right now, my, I have a I have an okay-ish computer. Like, yeah. Nothing, nothing amazing. I have like a really good video card... And then a decent everything else. Um, but I opted in my cheapness to just get an old-timey hard drive that just runs off of, like, steam-powered, like, oh, wind yeah. and solar power. It's, it's, it's a, like, old-fashioned moving parts hard drive. And I really feel like that's the thing that's, like, making video editing and booting up my computer and opening Chrome. And it's just everything is a kind of a sluggish pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of excited to enter the world of SSDs for the first time. Dude, it's pretty great. Yeah. my uh, Me and my dad actually had this talk uh, probably, I don't know, a year ago. Because uh-huh. he was using a Dell laptop from 2004 where every single time he turned it on, it had to basically like restore Windows. It was like recovering files. So it would take like half an hour to turn on. And I was like, Dad, I know you hate MacBooks, so just buy a Samsung like you know, whatever their, like, thin line equivalent of a MacBook Air is. And trust me, you will love it. And he's like, oh, but this computer works great once it turns on. You know, I was like, yeah, but it takes half an hour to turn on. Like, how effective can it be? And he finally did it, and he pushed the button, and he was like, oh, that was weird. It was already powered on. They're just, like, awoke from sleep mode. I was like, 
no. <laughs> like, it's that fast. Like, it takes 10 seconds to turn on fully to log in. That's so awesome. And now it's, like, changed his world. He'll, he'll like, go around showing people, like, look, it's so thin. And then you push the button. Not even in sleep mode. It just turned on. It's, that's it's, a, and that's man. what, that's going to be you. <laughs> that's an adorable story, by the way. I love hearing stuff like that. Like, he, the fact that he just, his brain couldn't process what had happened. He's like, oh, it just, it's, that's weird. It's already on. Yeah. Um, I, I used a, uh, at my old job, I actually had a MacBook Air, ah, like a okay. 2014 MacBook Air. Um, so it's not for, like your first foray into the effects of an SSD. No, although I've never used it on a Windows PC before. Like, I've only used it in just little teeny laptops, but I, for the longest time, I've just been like, the, the 2014 MacBook Air, I think, is legitimately the best computer I've ever used. It was just, it's, it's like your dad said, it's just on automatically... It it never it never like complains about anything. It's it everything happens the moment you want it to. It can actually keep up with what you're trying to do at yeah. almost all times. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to make my computer act at least somewhat the way like my MacBook Air did. Um, it's uh it's 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 probably the one thing I'm the most excited about Black Friday for. That's awesome. I I bought man. I actually it's weird because I was going into this thinking that I was going to ignore all the sales and stuff because i generally tend to um but i'm also in the process of like trying to sort of get a video game home office going and like i've been trying to stream games and capture games using one uh crappy walmart computer monitor that i bought in in college so like whenever i wanted to capture footage for a game i would have to hit record in the uh, elgato software like click the button on my monitor like (laughs) click 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 switch it to hdmi wait for it to handshake boot it up play the level then click 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 switch back and then stop the recording um and then also streaming was a nightmare i would like observe the twitch chat iphone or uh, yes really and i would like have to 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 keep it from falling asleep yeah it was awful so I'm, i'm getting a monitor an ssd I got a new microphone. We are now using the same microphone. We so, are. Uh, for everyone at home, if we sound like we're in the same room, it's not because we are. Um, we're just using the same stuff. Uh, we're in the so, same. And, a, and then like an HDMI switcher to stop me from having to unplug and replug game consoles all damn day. Um, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a really good call. Yes. I, I, I kind of I bought a lot of stuff, but I think all those things will uh, make life a little bit less painful. You know what? They're business expenses. That's oh, just shit. how you got to think about it. I, I actually, I need to start writing this stuff down because I'm pretty sure I could like keep your receipts, man. Write it off. Well, the cool thing about living in the future is that all my receipts are on my email for forever. Ah, that's true. See, but there was one year where I totally forgot to check Amazon for stuff to like expense, uh-huh. and I was like, no, it, it was a, a bad call. So definitely put a reminder. Or just actually don't be an idiot like me. And uh, it is very useful to have all your receipts in one place like that. That's good to know. I should. It's not too late for me to start. It's not too late for me to start good habits on buying stuff. Well, agreed. Uh, but the reason that we brought up Black Friday right. was because we wanted to talk about this console war of one month. So it's like a little console battle, I guess. You know, a little a skirmish, maybe. Is more like it, uh, but I saw you know some Microsoft uh, people either retweeting or tweeting how they won the console war on Black Friday, uh, <laughs> and I just thought that this was interesting to bring up uh, that they could be so, I guess, uh, very outwardly boasting and being like, "Oh, we're better. We sold so many more. PS4 sucks." Like they were straight up like tweeting pictures of. PlayStation 4 display racks at Walmart being like, Ew. they told me Xbox One sold out this morning. And I was just thinking like, welcome to one day of what it's been like for the last 364 days yeah, of every right. Sony executive where they didn't talk this much shit. That's yucky. I'm kind of upset that like, people who who have the word Xbox in their job description, ostensibly? Is that what you're saying? Like yeah. people, yes. That's not a good look, especially no. when you have one of the most, like, absurd, undeniable, uh, like, I, I don't think there's been a lead at the start of a console generation quite like this, maybe ever. And for them to, like, all of a sudden just like, yeah, we had a good day, let's act like babies about it. Like, Yeah, and like, on, y'all. listen, it wasn't because people th- see the Xbox One and go, oh, cool, I really want to play 
this game that doesn't work, or I really want to play Rise Son of Rome. They saw it and bought it because it was three twenty nine as opposed to three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's the one reason people buy things on Black Friday is because they're yeah. cheap. You bought the sale day and act like you won the war. And like I'm I'm not necessarily like faulting them because congratulations, like they probably sold a ton of Xbox Ones. Totally. But it just it like you said, it, it seems like a weird look to be so boastful and shit talking that hard after winning yeah. one day where the whole goal is to get buy something for the lowest price and they cut off their entire profit. Remember, remember, like, a year ago? Like, so it was actually funny. I was Googling something uh, the other day and typed in, like, Xbox One Connect something something. And huh. one of the top things that popped up was a Kotaku article from, like, last year that was, like, uh, Microsoft, we will never sell an Xbox One without Connect. Right? And yeah, then their yeah. whole reason was, like, well, it cuts out, you know, it's a really great entertainment experience and also, like, not so, you know, openly. It cuts out all of our profit. Right? Which I'm sure that... Not in that the Connect was making them money, but in charging five hundred dollars, they were getting more profit, right? Sure, yeah. So they bring it down to four hundred, take out the Connect, which is in turn getting them a little more profit because they don't have to include the Connect. But then cutting seventy dollars off of it—that's a pretty big chunk of profit. Totally. Wow. Yeah. I, for me, it's it just comes down to like, I I frankly, kind of stopped giving a shit about the console war as a concept like the day i turned 17 so to hear like these grown-ass people who are who are ostensibly in positions of power and should maybe know better yeah uh that than to retweet like photos of their competitors being overstocked on black it's just like i just think it's a really no matter who's doing it and no matter how well their platform is doing i think it's super tasteless and just not a just not a good look yeah Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, I hope that, you know, people get over that. Uh, and, like, it's one thing, like you say, to be excited about your own thing. And you can be like, hey, we had the biggest sales we've ever had. But mm-hmm. instead to be like, I went to a Walmart as a Microsoft executive and was like, hey, look at how bad Sony's doing. Just seemed a little bit weird. Um, totally. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. Uh, this was our full sh- uh, first full return to uh you know non-holiday form uh we'll probably experiment a little bit with that holiday form come christmas time yes but uh be expecting full hour-long action-packed video game discussion for the next couple weeks uh and uh keep it keep it fresh you know what i'm saying fresh you know what i'm saying that's our tagline it is starting now we're the fresh makers we are well that's you might want to Google these. We're the you... fresh makers. You're gonna have to double check. I Taking think. turns. Wink. The We're fresh makers. The, the fresh makers. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Alex Rubens. I'm uh, Babylonian on Twitter. And also on YouTube. Uh, that and is. On... You can find him there also. Uh, if you can't spell that, just go to YouTube.com/slash/BadCopSadCop. Yep. And uh, redirect. That won't be him, but it'll be a really good channel eventually. Yes. Someday. If we remember to register it. I gotta I'm gonna like write it down on my hand. Go full <laughs> memento with this. I don't wanna I don't wanna forget. I You're just gonna this. wake up tomorrow and be like, bad cop, sad cop. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. It's gonna be great. Um, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud at yes. uh, soundcloud.com slash Alex Rubens. But if you're hearing this live, uh, you're getting probably the greatest experience. We uh, will respond to your questions and tweet. Of course, we do that for everyone. But it's a great experience to listen to it live, uh, and you can do so at dashradio.com slash multiplayer or in the mm-hmm. Dash Radio app. And also, pending iTunes approval is taking right. turns on iTunes. We had some issues, and it didn't help that it was a holiday, and I didn't right. check my email to see that we got denied. But we're <laughs> we're back in it now. See, I thought it was because I tweeted all those all those death threats at uh, at Tim Cook. I and went just, full. You were just yelling, "Mr. iTunes, I'ma kill you. I'ma kill that iTunes guy." And then I thought we got kicked off the platform. But I'm glad to hear that that's not what happened. I'm yeah, glad to hear it's... because that's pretty much anyone who has to use iTunes. <laughs> yep, that's true. They they can't filter. More people are threatening to destroy iTunes as a platform than they can keep up with. Yes, uh, it's the entire internet. Um, so yeah, you can find us there. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, we should be approved, uh, pending Nick not making any more death threats. Oh man, you're saying I shouldn't hit send on this tweet? Do it, do it anyway, do it anyway. Yes. All right, okay. There we go. Cool. Uh, we'll see you next week.
Bye. 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 The Fresh Maker. The Fresh Makers. Wink.